When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary Kay, that's the question we're asking here on this new podcast feature in the Orange and Brown Talk Network. I'm Doug Maurice with, of course, the legend, Mary Kay Cabot. And we are going to do this. We're going to find a topic and we are going to say, hey, Mary Kay, what do you think about this? And we're going to let Mary Kay's expertise and brilliance explain to you what the real deal is with topics about your Cleveland Browns. Mary Kay, this is a great idea. I'm excited to be here with you. And this is the first hey that that we decided to open with. Hey, Mary Kay, was this a missed opportunity by the Cleveland Browns in their playoff loss against the Kansas City Chiefs? And you know what, Doug, I know that you guys kind of really got into this a little bit in in the post game after I had to or before I was able to jump on there. And I know you guys kind of went back and forth over it a little bit. Uh, But I thought about this a lot uh, after the game. I thought about it a lot on the way home, flying home from Kansas City. And I really do believe in my heart of hearts uh, that this was a missed opportunity for the Cleveland Browns. Now, does that take away from the fact that it was a tremendous season and that finally, I, I really do believe that Browns fans have something to get so excited about. This is going to be sustained success for this football team. But in this moment, in this isolated moment, on this one day, on this one Sunday afternoon, I believe that it was a missed opportunity and that they should be on their way to Buffalo right now to be playing in the AFC championship game. And I believe that for, for a number of reasons. Uh, but I mean, I guess we can start with the most obvious one. And that is the fact that, uh, that Patrick Mahomes left the football game uh, with a little over seven minutes left in the third quarter. And we all know what Patrick is all about when Patrick's out of the game and the Browns at that point were, were down 19 to 10. Uh, I think it's an opportunity uh, for, their to, for, for them to come back, to close it out, to win that game, and to advance to the AFC Championship game. In that respect, is there a particular part where you really think the opportunity was lost? Because on one hand, you have the defense at the end allowing the 35-year-old backup quarterback to make a key scramble and for the chiefs to convert that. But then you also have the chance when the, the Browns offense gets the ball back with eight minutes to play and they don't march that ball down the field for the go ahead score. And they would have been able to do that, you know, potentially whether Patrick Mahomes was on the field or not. Is there a part of it that sticks out to you more or is it sort of the combination of everything that leads you to this conclusion? Well, you know, it's a combination of things, but let's just take a look at that drive about what happened when they got, got the ball back with eight minutes left. And I want to start with, with one aspect of this that I, that I think in this football game uh, is just something uh, that, that needs to be discussed. This just wasn't Nick Chubb's best football game, okay? In fact, I think it was his worst game of the season. And I actually got to talking to him. I got him to open up a little bit about that in, in his uh, wrap-up 
press conference. I could tell he was really down. I could tell he was feeling bad about his performance. And I, you know, I had to ask him about that. I said, well, you know, look, you had two uncharacteristic drops on the second drive. Uh, You know, there were just certain plays where Nick just didn't hit the holes or make the cuts that I, I was used to seeing him make all season long. By the time he gets to the fourth quarter, usually Nick is unstoppable. Okay. And I, I just think that there was something off about Nick. Now, I think the Chiefs had something to do with that. I think they went into this game uh, defensively with the game plan to really mug Nick Chubb and, and Jarvis Landry. And I think they did a good job on, on Nick to the point where he, they almost had him doubting, doubting himself. He just wasn't running with the vengeance in the fourth quarter or even throughout the whole most of the game. There was the, the one drive there where he had the back-to-back long runs. But by the time he gets to this drive, he, he just didn't have it, okay? He just, he just didn't have it. And part of me also wonders why Kevin Stefanski didn't seize the moment a little bit more and use a very highly motivated Kareem Hunt a little bit more in this football game. Kareem Hunt was willing to run through a wall against his former team. And I kept wondering early on in the game, where's Kareem? Why aren't they taking advantage of this very emotional side of him that he was bringing to the table that, that he had something to prove. I mean, I watched him before the game even started just, you know, reminiscing on the field with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And I mean, you could just tell that, that he was ready to just bring it in this game. And when it was, when it became evident that Nick was not himself, which, you know, some guys can pull it back together and give you something later in the game that they couldn't give you earlier in the game. Sometimes they turn it around. We've seen that happen with Baker. We've seen it happen with other people. But when it, when it became evident that, that Nick sort of just didn't have it this game, uh, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of Kareem. But I think on this particular drive, they went to Nick on, on three occasions, and he gained, he gained first four yards on the first one, then zero, then, then minus one. Okay. That's not, that's not what you would expect there from Nick and, and maybe the play calling should have been different. Um, but for whatever reason, this drive, it, it just, it's just obviously not anywhere near uh, the kind of drive that you need when you've been given this golden opportunity, golden opportunity to get the ball back at your 20 with eight minutes left. And you are down by, five points in the football game. And this is probably one of the biggest drives of your life. Now, maybe, maybe they should have, maybe the play calling should have been different there. And as we go through the off season, maybe we'll find out that, that Kevin Stefanski dug into the tape and wishes he would have done some different things there based on the pressure that Chris Jones was getting. I mean, Chris Jones basically blew up that drive. Okay. He had two plays on that drive that, that he just wiped out just with great greatness on his own, for sure. Yeah, he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal on that drive. So, you know, I don't know whether it, it would have been some other way to try to, to block Chris Jones. I don't know if it would have been Nick Chubb being hesitant. I mean, I don't know. You Did you see that on that drive, that Nick was somewhat hesitant, that he wasn't the, the Nick that we're used to seeing? They got some – there were some blocks that got blown up 
But, you know, Mary Kay, I think the, the part of it is and and I think part of it is how people felt in the moment, which is how it affects how you feel about it afterward. Right. That what you're saying about Nick, how many times this year in the third and fourth quarter have we seen him pop or gain a 20 yards? And that often in this running in this offense, they are sometimes they get stuffed in the run game early and it takes a little bit for them to work it out. And then we are so accustomed to then popping in the second half. What, like when they took the field at that moment, coming off touchdown drives on their previous two possessions, can do you remember how you felt in that moment? Did you think to yourself, they're going to come out and do this and hit the efficient passing game? Chubb's going to run, and they are going to do what we have seen them do before. Did you feel – is that what you were almost expecting in that moment? Yeah, I was expecting uh, an, an efficient run-pass mix. I was expecting them to be able to, to work off of the play action like they usually do. I was expecting uh, I was expecting them to be able to not easily move the ball because, like, again, I said, I was very impressed with how the Kansas City defense played in that game. They had a good game plan, and, and they were able to uh, – especially with Chris Jones, get some th- things done in that drive. Their, their defense played Nick Chubb way better than I, than I thought they would. Um, so I think, the, I think you can assign blame to a lot of different places when, when you look at this drive. But, I mean, y- you need to be able to convert a third, third and sixth there. I mean, you, you, this, was, this was just obviously – not the kind of Cleveland Browns drive that, that you need to be having in this moment, especially like you said, what they were able to do in on the two previous drives. I mean, they, they were getting hot. So I don't think they necessarily went with the hot hand. I don't know to, to start that one off with two chub runs. I don't know exactly what they, they could have done differently, but this was an incredible missed opportunity. This was Baker Mayfield having a chance to go down and have, have the drive of a, of a career in the biggest moment of his career. It was the biggest moment of Nick's career and, uh, and the offensive line. I mean, they, now obviously they were without, uh, you know, they were without Jedrick Wills in this game and and that didn't help. I think the Kansas city defensive front, I I just think they, uh, you know, they made some plays. And as we said, Chris, Chris Jones came through, they had some pressure. They blitzed. They blitzed on that second and 11. And Baker said that, that they got some pressures on that drive that he said that maybe they weren't expecting. And I think that blitz on second 11, Matthew blitzes, I think when they're trying to throw that screen past Mary Kay, and I think they didn't expect that. Right. So, you know, again, we could, you could spend, you know, an hour just on this drive alone. And I'm sure if we went back and and talked to uh, Kevin Stefanski about this and talked to, you know, offensive linemen and everyone. I mean, this was just, it just wasn't a Cleveland Browns drive in this moment. I mean, you have to come up, you have to come up huge uh, in this moment and none of them were able to. And I think that um, like, as you said, as you, as you mentioned, Baker said they got some pressure, but when I look at the game, not just this drive, when I look at the game, I see an absence of your stars, coming up huge when you needed them to. Now, I think Baker did what he needed to do for the most part. I think Baker had a pretty good football game. I don't think Nick Chubb had the game that you expected him to. And when you're seeing that he's not having it, I don't know why they didn't use Kareem Hunt more. 
And then Jarvis Landry didn't, did not have the kind of game that you need to have in, in that, in that type of setting. I mean, seven of 10 targets for 20 yards. I mean, you can't have your, you know, four time, five time pro bowl receiver having 20 yards in a game like that. It's just, that that's just not going to cut it. That's just not going to cut it. You got to find a way uh, for, for that not to happen. And I don't know exactly. I mean, they were very physical with him. They did a lot of things uh, to, you know, to kind of try to take him out of the game. And I thought that was their game plan that they were like, okay, we're focusing on Nick and we're focusing on Jarvis, but that should have opened things up for, I mean, Austin Hooper had 16 yards. He had two catches for 16 yards. So you take your two, two of your best offense. Well, actually let's take Nick out of this for a minute, but your pass pass catchers. If you just look at Jarvis and Austin Hooper, okay? If you had the Kansas City counterparts for those guys, it would have been Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Look at what those two guys did compared compared to what Jarvis, a five-time pro pro bowler did, and Austin Hooper, a pro bowler did. They combined for 36 yards. 36 yards, okay? Austin Hooper was only targeted three times. And now I know that there were issues in terms of, you know, they didn't have, they only had three drives in, in the first half, which, which was a problem, but it just seemed to me that it was a game that they didn't play well. And that's why I, that's why I do feel like it was a missed opportunity because if they had played well, if they had even just played a little bit better and made one or two more plays on these last couple of drives, they win the, they win the football game. And I I just think that unfortunately for them, it was a chance. There's not going to be probably very many years where you don't have to battle with Patrick Mahomes the whole game to get to the Super Bowl. Potentially he could end up being like their John Elway, like, so, Mary Kay, Mary Kay, why are you? Why would you do that to the listeners? Why? <laughs> even though it's true, even though it's true, now the seed has been planted. Well, no, you know what I mean. It's like if you have a game in which you don't have to deal with Patrick Mahomes for the for the final twenty two minutes of the game, and you have it right in the palm of your hands, you have to go out and seize that moment. You cannot have the drive that you had, that offensive drive that you had. Now, when we look at the, at the defensive drive, uh, the one in which obviously 35 year old Chad Henney ran for the 13 yards. When I look at that drive and when I look at a lot of the rest of this game, uh, there were your two, you, your two best defensive players in miles Garrett and Denzel Ward, your two pro bowl defensive players were not themselves in this game. They just, they weren't themselves. Miles Garrett basically tore an oblique muscle during the game, okay? That's what happens. When you have a bad oblique injury, you're tearing muscle fibers. And an oblique is so painful. It was obvious how much pain he was in. So he comes out and he he gets the sack, which was a tremendous play. It was a tremendous play and it could have ended the game. But he didn't have anything left on the next play. So even though earlier in the game, we saw him run down a receiver 42 yards and make the tackle, 
by that next play on, on third and 14, he didn't have it left in him. He could not get there. He couldn't get there. I, I think a, I think a healthy Miles would have could have gotten there. I, I think he can run down Chad Henney on that play, and and he couldn't do it. And nobody else was able to do it. Somebody should somebody should have been able to do it, but nobody stepped up in that moment. When you look at the Chiefs, you've got Chris Jones stepping up like Miles did on that sack. You got Chris Jones stepping up, making big plays on that drive, blowing it up. They didn't have anybody that was able to do that on that third and 14. And then they obviously, then they couldn't stop the fourth and one. Um, but it just seems to me that when I just look at the big picture, the big picture of this game, I don't think Kevin Stefanski had his best football game. I thought there were timeouts that didn't go his way. I don't think Nick Chubb had his best game. I think if Nick Chubb just has a regular Nick Chubb game, it's a different ball game. It's a different ball game. I think if just Jarvis Landry has a normal Jarvis Landry game, they can win the game. So it just seems to me there's not going to be many chances where you get Patrick, where Patrick Mahomes is not there and you're that close. You're five points away and you don't win the game. That's how I feel. I, I do think the point that you're making at the end about the defense is is part of the point why I am not at the same point you are in terms of missed opportunity because while it is a great it's like a great out of nowhere edge for the for the Browns that Patrick Mahomes leaves the game with 23 minutes left I mean whoever would have expected that but yet and and, and it's hard because no NFL team is healthy at the end of the year no team is completely healthy but if Miles is himself there, and if Denzel, and I think we all maybe realize this because we've all watched Miles take a while to get back to being himself after his COVID battle, and mm-hmm. it wasn't instantaneous. And so for Denzel Ward to come back and be playing for the first time, I thought it, it was reasonable to expect that he's not going to fully be himself right away. And he wasn't. He was out of the game with cramps at some point. That is a little bit of it to me, Mary Kay, that – Yes, the Chiefs were shorthanded there, and they were so shorthanded, Patrick Mahomes was out of the game. But the Browns, with their two playmakers on defense, they weren't themselves either. And to your point, man, Chris Jones is showing up and making plays, but the way Tyron Matthew played in that game for the Chiefs made me think, where is that back-end playmaker for the Browns? And if they had had a Tyron Matthew, their version of Tyron Matthew probably comes up and makes that tackle on Chad Henney a little bit earlier. So I think you're right. They, this defense, and you've said this throughout these last several games for them. We know in a lot of places, they are not the most talented defense in the world. We all know where their flaws are. We all know where they're going to get fixed in this off season, but you had been very strong on, they fight, they scrap, they don't give up. And I think they kind of, they were trying in some ways to scrap, but they didn't have their best guys either. Right. That, so it just depends like a little bit again, how you couch it, but that honestly, what you're saying about Miles, and I hadn't thought of it to that extent because we saw early in that drive, he wasn't out there on first and second down mm-hmm. for the first two. And then he got that sack on, I think, on second down. And it was yes. like, wow, he's back on the field. Right. But he's back on the field, not himself. Right. Right. And that's the hard thing that's like, okay, well, he's not totally missing like Mahomes. But oh my gosh, I think the point you're making here about Miles Garrett in pursuit on third down, man, I mean, what what a difference that truly could have made in the moment just on one play and one play might have changed that game. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, but I do I still also believe 
that they've got enough other guys that can make that play and should have stepped up. I mean, you know, we've talked all, all along about, you know, Ronnie Harrison and, and what he's bringing to the table. Adrian Claiborne. Adrian Claiborne certainly has enough uh, speed and explosiveness to, to try to get uh, to get down there and make that play. I mean, you know, you, you shouldn't have just had uh, Larry Ogunjobi lumbering after Chad Henney there. Uh, you know, so, somebody else has got to make that play. So that was a that was just a blown play. I mean, it was just a blown chance right there in and of itself. I mean, he obviously uh, biggest play of the game and, and they blew it. I mean, they blew it there, but, um, but I just think in general that Kevin Stefanski would, would want to have a lot of do-overs in that game. And, and like I said before, one of, one of the, one of the ways that I, I think he could have, done a little bit better was to seize the moment with Kareem a little bit more somewhere along the line, probably earlier in the game, just to see if you could kind of get something going with him to generate, uh, just to generate that energy from him, especially after, after that one drive where, where the drive was a, a holding call and two Nick Chubb dropped passes and um, use of personnel in the game I don't think was the best I've seen. So, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Use of personnel wasn't the best I've seen all season, even defensively to a degree, even defensively to a degree. From what you know of Kevin Stefanski this year, Mary Kay, how do you think he's feeling in this moment? As he reflects back on this, what, what will he be like in terms of, because listen, we all know what the defense is and isn't, right? But they had the ball in the hands of their offense, that they, they needed their offense to win this game. They were exactly where they wanted to be. You're down five, eight minutes to go, drive for the go-ahead score and see what happens. And if you take the lead, it's going to be Chad Henney, not Patrick Mahomes, trying to come back on you. What will Kevin Stefanski do with this? He's a first-year coach. It feels like he might be here for 20 years. I mean, honestly, it feels like that, or 10 years or whatever. Yeah. How do you think he will take this this offseason? And, and I know, you know, you probably have a you have a much better read on him probably than anybody. But I also imagine you probably don't yet know him maybe quite as well as other head coaches, just because there haven't there hasn't been as much in person stuff so far, right? Will he drive himself nuts? Will he will he do something differently next year? Uh, and I know, for instance, Ellis Williams has been bringing up the fact he was waiting for a trick play in that last eight minute, eight minute drive. And we'd seen Stefanski pull that out at certain times. How do you think he is taking this himself that they didn't get it done offensively with eight minutes to play? Well, you know what? I actually have heard him. I heard him. I think it was today on the radio say that he's already watched this again about 12 times. I think he's kicking himself for what I think he believes is a missed opportunity. I really, really do. And I like the fact that he is wanting to use this as fuel, not only for himself, but for his players. He wants them to feel the disappointment of what this felt like. Okay. If they had played well and lost the game, everybody can accept that and go off into the off season and start to get really excited about everything that there was to build on in this season. 
But I think he recognizes, I, in my heart of hearts, I believe this, that he recognizes that this was a missed opportunity for his football team because if they had played the way uh, that they had placed, played much of the season to get to this point, just a little bit better than they had played in this game, they could have won. This was a winnable football game, and that's the part that, that hurts a little bit. And he wants to sit with that. And I like the fact that he wants to sit with that. He doesn't want to feel this way again. And he's asked his players to sit with that. Nick told us that the next day on Monday. He said, Kevin wants us to feel this pain and to feel this disappointment. And that is a message. That is the banner that they're carrying to a man. I've listened to Andrew Barry has, has done a little radio tour. Kevin Stefanski has done a little radio tour over the last few days. The players also have, they're all saying the same thing. They have a disappointment about this. And I don't think they would have the same disappointment if they left it all out on the field and they knew did everything that they possibly could have done. And it was just one of those games where, uh, you know, like the Ravens game where you just like leave there and you're like, oh my gosh, you forget who even won <laughs> because it was just such a good football game. I don't feel that way about this football game. I don't feel that way about this football game. I thought Baker played well. I thought some of the offensive linemen played well. I thought there were plays. I thought there were moments, but in general, this was not the Cleveland Browns that we had seen much of this season. And if it was, especially guys like Jarvis and Nick and, you know, even Austin Hooper, I, I really think that, uh, you know, that they would be on their way to play the Bills. And I, I, they know, I mean, Kevin Stefanski knows how hard it is to get to the championship game. It's very difficult. It is so hard to get there. He knows how hard that is. And I honestly think that if you asked him this question right now, was this a missed opportunity for your football team? I think he would say yes. I want to ask one more question about this drive, and then I think you can provide some interesting historical context on this, because I do think the history matters. And I think sometimes things that happen that will happen in the future will affect how we look at this, right? Because I, I think if mm -hmm. it turns out this is as close as this group ever gets, that's different than if this group wins a Super Bowl in the next three years, right? I do think right. that matters. Right. Do you think Kevin Stefanski should have called a trick play on that last drive that, that we have talked about? They, they called a screen on second and 11 right. that Tyron Matthew blitzed and the defensive end sniffed out and Baker had to, had to throw it in the ground. Right. And it felt like the chiefs were kind of coming around on, they'd been hit with a couple screens in the game. I mean, they hit a tight end screen to Njoku on the second play of the game, some right. things that had worked and maybe they were ready for it. Part of me is like, it's hard to wrap my head around it's second and 11. And here comes the Jarvis Landry pass. Right. Because that's a little do or die. And if it doesn't work and Jarvis gets tackled for a loss of eight, you're like, what are they doing? But on the other hand, Kevin Stefanski has very smartly used some of these plays in the past. And the, the little trick play with Odell Beckham helped win the Dallas game at the end. Right. What do you think of that idea? Do you think and and. I don't know. It's not only about trick plays, but I do think they were having a little trouble trying to get stuff down the field. They didn't have an Odell Beckham deep threat to loosen up the defense a little bit. 
Would that have been a moment for it, Mary Kay? Like, were you expecting it at all? Do you think they should have tried it? Or was it more reasonable to stick with a little bit more of your base stuff in, in that moment? Well, they got, too, they got too conservative, for sure. I think they still had it in their head. Oh, this is the 21st ranked run defense, for sure. We can, we can get our Nick Chubb blasting through here. Well, it was pretty evident on those first two plays that wasn't happening. So the place where I probably would have tried a little something different would have been on first and 10 from the 31 right after Baker uh, converts the fourth down, Okay. Because you've just been given new life there. You have an opportunity. And right there, knowing that Nick is off, okay? Nick is not himself today for the most part. Nick on this drive already has been stopped for no gain. And he he gained four yards uh, on the first play. So Nick's not tearing it up. Nick's not tearing it up here. I mean, if anything, if if I was going to run anybody on first down there, Maybe I would have tried Kareem because, by golly, Kareem wants revenge on his former team. Maybe he might have a little something that Nick's not having today. I think Kevin didn't recognize early enough that Nick wasn't getting it done. I don't think he, I don't think he recognized that early enough. There should have been – something else should have happened on this drive. And, I, like I said, I probably would – that's probably where I would have done it would have been on that first down instead of a chub run there. Okay. Let's put this in context a little bit and we'll do that right after this. We'll take a quick break and come back on Hey Mary Kay on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Doug LaMaurice back with Mary Kay Cabot. Mary Kay, uh, again, I think a lot of this, the the context matters, right? So Mm -hmm. I want to ask you about two things in particular. The first is, the Browns' most recent playoff loss before this game, which was the last time they made the playoffs in uh, 19, oh, in 2002. And they lose 36-33 to the Steelers, right? And isn't there, there, there were some opportunities there, were there not, where yeah. the Browns could have won that game. And I was not around. I was not in Cleveland then. You certainly were. The, the people listening to this have a better handle on it than I do. How much does that, does like a loss like that stick with people? Because, you know, and then we'll get into this to the losses that really stick with people <laughs> for Browns fans. But I'm, I'm curious, could this loss wind up like that? Where I feel like people look at that loss and say, oh man, you know, they probably should have won that game. But I don't know that it, I don't know that it dogs the franchise, right? So like, is what would be the, any comparison between, that loss to the Steelers in 2002 and this loss to the Chiefs, is there anything to compare there or is it just absolutely different animals? You know, I think it's completely different animals. I think it's it's franchises in a com- completely uh, different stage of development. Uh, I think the, the place where this franchise is right now, I mean, that was, uh, you know, that, that franchise was new. It was almost still an expansion team. Uh, this This franchise right now, is, as we said before, it is set up and it is poised for sustained success. It is built that way. And I believe that's what fans have to look forward to. I think the takeaway, the big takeaway uh, for this season that every, that all fans should and could get excited about number, number one, I mean, Kevin Stefanski, are you kidding me? I mean, he's an amazing head coach for this football team. I mean, he is 
like you said earlier, you could see him being here for a long, long, long time. And I see that too. I think they have nailed it. And I've been through a lot of head coaches. I know what it takes to be a head coach in this league. I know what kind of character you have to have. Uh, and, and he's got it. He checks off all the boxes. So it, you know what, regardless of who else comes and goes in terms of uh, players and all that kind of stuff, they, they found an amazing head coach. And I, I think he's going to be uh, one of the best. He's already, he might this year end up as the AP NFL coach of the year. He already got the PFWA award. He already got the sporting news award. Uh, so for him to do that in his first year, I think it's remarkable. And, and I think that, that the Browns are set up for success over the long haul. That's why, that's why I think it's okay to just look at this one game and say, in this moment, this is a game that you guys should have won. You should be going to the AFC championship game. But the big but in all of this is the future is so incredibly bright for this football team. Because I, I think they for sure have their coach, and it seems darn sure that they have their quarterback. And if you have those two things, you are going to, uh, you're going to be successful for a long time. So then it's hard because, and maybe this colors my view a little bit, Cleveland has such famous losses that to me, I don't, there's not a, there's not a, a name of this loss, right? Has anyone named this loss yet? I mean, it's not the drive and it's not the fumble. So that's the context to me sometimes when you get into this conversation about missed opportunity. So to go back then to the last time the Browns were really long-term playoff contenders to lose the AFC championship game in 86, 87, and 89, all to the Broncos, two of them so famously, so heartbreakingly, you know, I, it feels like to me, Mary Kay, again, I wasn't around in Cleveland then. I was not a Browns fan back then. So I don't have a, I don't have a context of living through it, but the history of adding on to having never reached a Super Bowl, right? That you never, you didn't follow up the drive and the fumble with getting to the Super Bowl next year. Those were heartbreaking in the moment, but they're made worse because of that. Mm-hmm. That's why I wonder how, how the history, how the future might affect this. This isn't quite that. Right. But also, I guess it's unfair to me to say, well, if it doesn't have a name, if you can't name the heartbreak, then it's not a missed opportunity. But it's so it's maybe somewhere in between the drive and the fumble and the Pittsburgh loss in 02. This type of loss is maybe somewhere in between those kind of losses. Right. Absolutely. Yes. This does not rise uh, to the level of drive, fumble, not going to the Super Bowl. This 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 is not this is not that. Uh, and it is definitely worse than, than I think than 2003, because it was, it was right there. It was right there for them. And I think this football team, I really do believe this. I think Andrew Berry, Kevin Stefanski, Baker Mayfield, Miles Garrett, and Jarvis Landry and the rest. I think they went into this game with a, a very strong belief that they would and should win it and be headed to the, I think they expected to win that game. I don't think they were playing with house money. I don't think they were just happy to be there. I think they felt that they had the talent to go in there and take that game and, and win it. And it wouldn't have been easy. It certainly wouldn't have been easy. Uh, but, but I think if they had played their brand 
of football, I think they could have done it. And now this is your fault. It's your show and it's your fault. I just want to make sure that everyone knows this is Mary Kay who has done this to you. <laughs> you have put out there into the world the comparison of Patrick Mahomes to John Elway for Browns fans. Patrick Mahomes is 25 years old. John Elway was 26 years old. The first time the Broncos beat the Browns in the playoffs, the Browns then three out of four years lost to them in the AFC championship game. This does this feel like that. And I know Andrew Barry got a question about that sort of like, and, and Andrew Barry is never going to say, yes, we're going to build our team to beat the chiefs. That's pres- presumptuous. You've got to get through your division. It's, it's more important to try to make sure you can beat the Steelers and the Ravens. I get it. But Mary Kay in reality, right? That's not a bad way at somewhere in the back of somebody's head yeah. to think because the way John Elway was a roadblock in the late eighties, Patrick right. Mahomes absolutely might be a roadblock for the Browns in the next five years. If they don't find a way of how we're going to beat this guy. Right. And I asked that question of, of okay. Andrew. It, it was either. Uh, no, you know what? I asked the question of Kevin. I think I asked it of Kevin Stefanski uh, the, the very, the, the day after the game that look, you guys have to get past Patrick and potentially, you know, or Josh Allen or Deshaun Watson, wherever he, wherever he ends up. But for purposes of, of this game and this conversation, Patrick, right? I mean, like Patrick could be the roadblock. And I do think that, uh, that some of this offseason is going to have to be geared towards getting past those quarterbacks. There is a renaissance of really good young quarterbacks uh, in, in the AFC that you have got to try to beat if you're going to get there. And, uh, and, and they, they, they're going to have to figure out a way to do that, whether it be adding another pass rusher, adding a linebacker, adding another cornerback, whatever, whatever the case may be, uh, they, they've got to find a way to solve Patrick Mahomes, who is phenomenal. And I also think it might be adding a speedy receiver so we can score 40 if we're not going to stop him, right? That, that That's part of the equation too, that right. yes, you, I would go look for Tyron Matthew. Go find that guy who is going to be able to blitz, who is going to, I mean, his pick on Baker in that game is just like a great individual play. Who's going to be able to play a little cat and mouse game with the quarterback. Obviously much easier said than done. Before we finish Mary Kay, I want to double back on one thing you said. When they, they did, this game clearly was slowed down. The Browns had three possessions in the first half and four possessions in the second half. You know, they only punted twice. They had two turnovers, both devastating turnovers. Turnovers are part of the game. But they, right. we saw how much that hurt them. Um, two touchdowns and a field goal. Do you think that was bad? Was it a mistake? And they can only control so much of that, right? That they can go on a long drive, but you never know how long the Chiefs are going to have the ball. Then, was that the? Did that work out correctly? Let's limit possessions and try to beat the Chiefs this way. Or would they have been better off? with shorter possessions and an overall higher scoring game. Because when you do shorten the game, Mary Kay, like that, right? It puts the onus on every possession is so great, man. As we mentioned that first half possession where they have a holding penalty, they complete a 17 yard pass to Jarvis down the middle of the field gets wiped out by a holding penalty. And then they go chub drop, chub drop, and you're dead. And that leads to a punt. And it's like in a game where a punt really hurts you. Did you did you kind of like the overall vibe of the game that, hey, you know, you're keeping the Chiefs offense off the field. We're going fewer possessions or did or did you think that that was not the ideal game plan 
you know, whether the Browns were actually trying to do it or not, it's the way it worked out. Would you have rather been in for them to be in a game where there's 10, 11 or 12 possessions per team? I 100% don't think that was the game plan. I think they went into this game knowing they were going to have to score 40 points. I do not think that they intended to have only three drives in the first half. I don't think they intended for one of their three drives, as you mentioned, uh, to be uh, Chubb losing three yards on the first play and then a holding call and then uh, two Chubb, two Chubb drops and, and, it, and, it come, and, a, and a Mayfield batted pass. Once again, if you, if you see what, what was going on in this game, Right from the start, Nick Chubb did not, he did not have it. He did, he did, he was not himself. And so I think there, it was, they were too late in recognizing that. They were too late in recognizing, oh, we got to like change this up a little bit and and try, you know, try some different things. Uh, Because even when you get to the next drive, there you, there you have another uh, Nick Chubb losing a yard I mean they were like Nick is losing yards and not moving the chains and they never like said let's try Kareem on on one of those plays you know what I mean like there there were some I I do think that um I do think Kevin Stefanski is going to second guess himself now I mean then you get to the third quarter and and Nick did wake up a little bit and come up with those two long back-to-back runs. Um, but I think that there was a, a slow to recognize that your star running back was way off. And that, that'll be Kevin's regret. Uh, Nick has his regrets. Um, but, but yeah, in general, I, I don't think that that was, I don't think that was the game plan going in at all to have like long drives that he, no, 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 no. They were going in there and they were going to score 40 points. That's what I think. Hey, Mary Kay. We'll keep saying hey to her. She'll keep telling you what's up with the Cleveland Browns. We're going to keep trying to do this because we want to hear what Mary Kay has to say. One of the preeminent beat writers in the NFL. So Mary Kay, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, that was great. It was fun. Let's do it again. And we will. Thanks to you guys for listening. Make sure you just get subscribed to this Orange and Brown Talk feed. It's the off season, but the podcasts aren't stopping. The podcasts are not stopping. Make sure you're reading cleveland.com slash Browns every day for the constant churn of stories there. And then this is just, this is wonderful for your ears. Get subscribed, hang out with us in the Orange and Brown Talk feed. But for now, I'm Doug Maurice. She is Mary Kay Cabot. Thanks for hanging out with Hey, Mary Kay.